Hey, how are things? This is just a quick message to say thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast so far. If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so through PayPal. You can find us at paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. That's paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. Thank you. Hey, how are things? This is Mark here and welcome to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. I have uh, from Toronto, James McCormick, a.k.a. Toronto's favourite son. How are you, James? I'm very good, Mark. How are things back in Ireland? Not too bad. There's your customary applause when you come in. I know, I am getting used to that. Yeah, it's, uh, you're becoming uh, accustomed to it now. Fan favourite. A fan favourite. How's everyone in Toronto? Still all fucking COVID-19 up to the eyeballs? Not much more to report, really. Um, I've been outside, fuck all, myself. <coughs> and... Uh, the, weather, the weather's taking a turn, so I think for the next probably two months it's just going to be batting down the hatches and get by it, get through it. It's a nightmare, isn't it? Terrible, and it seems to be a, it seems to have become a big problem again. Like for a few months there, it wasn't really big at all, and now all of a sudden, with the new strains and the cases are skyrocketing all over the place, it's very scary again. And what's, what's, what's a killer for me is, I, I mentioned my back is still sore, like, you know, I've done everything under the sun, CBD, I the whole lot, it's still sore, so I can't get out for my walks either. It's killing me, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know, like, will you, are you going to be able to get physio? It's probably not worth a shot at this stage, is it? Well, uh, I, I don't know, I got physio before, it didn't do anything, I got loads of stuff done, it did, didn't do anything at all. So we'll have That's to what I'm just... saying, like, I, I went to the physio before, like, with my knee. And, like, your man started explaining stuff to me, like, as if I was a four-year-old child, you know? Yeah. I was saying, no, no, I know that, like, uh, something's wrong with my knee. And he was saying, yeah, what you want to do now are little basic stretches like that I used to do when I was playing soccer when I was younger, like, simple things. I said, yeah, I, I know all that. Like, what, can you tell me what's wrong with my knee? Or, and he was just giving me all these basic stretches, and I said, oh, forget about it. Good luck. Yeah. It, it's, it's terrible when you go to someone who's supposed to be a professional and you speak to them and they tell you nothing that you don't already know. And you think, like... I'd myself so built up for this, so built up that something was going to work out right. And now I'm here I know, I, and I'm getting information that I know already. What a waste of fucking time. You feel very fucking isolated then when you leave, you know. You feel very kind of isolated when you leave. You you, you kind of think... feel stupid because like, you, you, he's meant to be the professional giving you all the inside information and giving you stuff to work on. And then you don't know anything new. You're like, what the fuck is the point? And that fella as well, just to tell you about that uh, physio, he couldn't wait to get rid of me. Like the appointment was for... I think it was 20 minutes or 25 minutes whatever it was and like for the last three or four minutes he kept checking his time and he he was saying yeah sure look we'll leave it there now and there was someone else outside waiting to come in and it was all very rushed and all that i said what a fucking disgrace this is a joke absolute joke i had a few questions to ask him like you know like am i allowed to run on it like what, what should i do should, like should i be sleeping a certain way like is there any supplements i should take and all that and he just didn't want to answer them at all it was a fucking biggest money grab of all time and he's meant to be a professional physio so it'd make you wonder I went to a chiropractor before and um, uh, I, I, I went in my back was sore she done a few cracks it did feel better like but she had me standing up certain ways and judging I was leaning to my left at the time so she was judging how much I was leaning to my left and gave me a few stretches and, I, and in fairness I did feel better after it so she said come back I'm going to say three days later so I come back three days later anyways and I had noticed when I was in with her, she seemed so friendly, it was unbelievable, but like false friendly, you know, these false friendly people. And uh, 
Then I seen her going over, looking at my name on the book, who was next. Then, oh, Mark, how are things? How are you? And I says, oh, not too bad. And like she was acting, she was acting as if she didn't forget me. Like, no, of course she forgot me. And I expect her to. There's no problem at all. So when I got in then, anyways, um, she says, okay, so just whatever. She says, just uh, I'll have a look at you down in a minute. And she was looking up the documentation about me. So I leaned down to my right hand side an awful lot, you know, which was the opposite side, the opposite side that was sore. And she says, give me a look at you. Oh, yeah. She says, you're much better there now. I can see that. That's definite. That's one thing for sure. And I, I was thinking, you, you're fucking absolute clown. You. Number one, I'm leaning further than I ever was. And number two, it's the far side of my body. I know, I know, I know. It's horrible. What you said there about the the fake nice people, like there's so many of them, like they obviously get away with that a lot because other people are morons as well. And they're just going around living like that. But like, do you think that I like people know the way, to, the way to talk to you like oh hi how are you and how are things and it's so fucking fake it's all put on you know nine times out of ten is to get information of you I know it's it's normally they're trying to sell something or they're trying to they're just just doing the bare minimum like just saying the, the just exchanging pleasantries like but it's so fake you know you can tell a mile away that they're not being sincere in, in the slightest yeah I hate that but all people like that now should be shot with a ball of their own shite I don't know what I mean. Really, like everyone wants to get a fucking backhand. From their point of view, they're probably just trying to get get through the work day, and like there's a lot of people like like we're coming into them only one time, but they probably have thirty or forty or fifty people that day. So I'd say it's, they're probably just zoned out altogether, you know. Yeah, still though, you know. I know. I, I, silly, 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 so silly. So we're not talking five minutes, and we're giving out about people trying to be nice I, to us. That should be a good thing. Look, do you want to start the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Let's get going. Right, let's go. everyone as I said welcome to the podcast it's great to have James on again right James get this right now this happened in 2013 I mentioned it to you literally just before we started the podcast and you knew about it I only heard about it today um, because it was an article written a week ago this is fucking unbelievable like talk how's your luck so everyone knows now about Bitcoin and you know the cryptocurrency and stuff like that so listen to this story right I have a, it's written down here. I have it saved on my phone, but I'll just give you, I, I'll breeze through the story. It says, in 2013, a British IT, IT worker named James Howells threw away a hard drive with a digital wallet containing what was a then little known, virtually worthless cryptocurrency known as Bitcoin, right? So he threw it away in his fucking wallet. Like he says, fast forward. And at the time of writing this, which was, I think it was last week. A single Bitcoin is trading at about $37,000. That means that the 7,500 Bitcoins contained on the hard drive would have been worth in the region of $275 million. Wow. Now, what do you think of that so far? Well, yeah, I heard the story. Like, I know all about it. I've been looking into it, and I feel sick for this man. Absolutely sick to my stomach. So... This is in Newport in Wales, right? So he has offered the city council a fast sum of money if they allow him to excavate the landfill site where he believes the hard drive was disposed of. 
And this is his quote. He said, I offered to, to donate 25% or £52.5 million sterling, which is $71.7 million, to the city of Newport in order to distribute all of the local residents who live in Newport. Um, uh, should I find, to kind of to help them find out their Bitcoins, right? Mm. Now, they refuse to do it. And they won't even meet him for a, a face-to-face. So he started on the Bitcoin. So it says here that he mined the Bitcoins for over four years when the, crypto, when the cryptocurrencies were still in their infancy and worth very little. So he recalled throwing the hard drive away between June and August of 2013, believing that he already backed up the files that he needed somewhere else, which is fair enough. Yeah. He said he first realised his mistake. He told this to BBC News. When the price of a single Bitcoin spiked to $1,000 from $150 in the same year. Now, that would have perked up my interest as well. <laughs> and he says, after visiting the landfill site, he told the BBC he thought he had no chance of retrieving his hard drive. But he had a plan to find it. And this is his words. He said, the plan would have been to dig in a specific area of the landfill site based on grid reference systems and recover the hard drive whilst adhering to all safety and environmental standards. The drive would then be presented to a data recovery specialist who would rebuild the drive from scratch and with new parts and attempt to recover the tiny piece of data that he needed in order to access the Bitcoin. He added that all the plans, he added that if the plans were successful, um, about a quarter of his fortune would go to the city of Newport. Roughly half of his fortune would have went to investors who funded the retrieval and the other quarter would go to him. And that seems yeah. okay to me. Like, um, well, Why did they're not letting them uh, why did they not let them do it what was the reason that, that they said, the this, said no? literally this is the next line and the last he says right. in a statement to CNN however the Newport City Council spokeswoman said that the city was not allowed to excavate the site and this is in quotes she says the council has told Mr Howells on a number of occasions that excavation is not possible under our licensing's permit and excavation itself would have a huge environmental impact on the surrounding areas says the cost of digging up the landfill, storing and treating the waste could run into the millions of pounds without any guarantee of either finding it or still being in working order. Imagine trying to look for a fucking hard drive. That, when was it? 2011? 2013. 2013. Imagine trying to look for something that you fucking dumped eight years ago. Like, Well, like it's such a hard wouldn't... job to try to find it. It's probably, probably nearly impossible to find it. But like, if it was me... I'd say, listen, lads, do everything. So if he's going to only keep a quarter for himself, what's that? Mm. About 65 million. You, you, you turn the world upside down. I know, but what happens then if, if he goes through all the bother and all the bother of searching for it, like, and all that, and then to turn up with nothing, like, and it's six months later and all the people that helped you and all, like, and everyone just goes, that's the risk you take, I suppose. Yeah, but, like, what I couldn't understand about that, and <clears throat> I only found it today, so... And look, to be honest, I don't know too much about Bitcoin, but if I lose anything, like a, a password, or look, knowing me, I probably forget my password, I can always get it back somehow, you know, ring someone and do something and enter a mother's mm-hmm. maiden name and a date of birth backwards, or whatever the case may be, and I always seem to be able to get it back, but this is because it's a... I don't understand why why he can't get it somewhere else. Like, like, like who runs Bitcoin? Can he not just ring up oh, customer care? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> so funny, ring up customer care. Lads, what is the story? Come on. Mother's maiden name, I'll give it to you. 
Listen, my name is something Howell here. This is the story I'm after losing. It. And, 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 and actually, they reckon, uh, I forgot to read it here now. Where is it? There, this is that Howell is at least not alone in his misfortune. The New York Times reporter on Thursday uh, said on Tuesday that Bitcoin's in lost wallets account for about 20% of the existing 18.5 million Bitcoins worth a total of 140 billion on, on, on account of her. Easy. Cold, easy cash. Yeah. That's serious money, man. Jesus. Like, you know, just so say... What's happening, what, what, what's happening with that? Like, is it just being left now or is he, is he following through or what? Oh, it's gone now. He has to go out and get a job. <laughs> Nine to five and 450 a week. That's it, unfortunately. But there must be another way. You must be able to ring someone and say, listen, look... Oh, because like Bitcoin, Bitcoin is a physical, a physical like it's something that's stored on a device. Like it's not, it's not like a like a virtual. You know what I mean? If you have Bitcoin saved or mined, it's saved onto your like physically onto your hard drive. It's not like a like you can log in remotely and access it that way. I'm not sure how it works exactly, but I know what I'm saying that if it's physically stored on your device, that's the only way that you can get back into it is through that device. You know, you can't. It's not like where you can log in on a different laptop and get the password. It doesn't work like that. When you actually started uh, telling me that story and I said I knew about it, I did actually hear about that one, but there was actually another one as well. Um, I thought you were starting off telling me this one. There's another story as well. Very recently, there was a guy in San Francisco <clears throat> uh, and there was 10 attempts. To, to, he was able to log into his uh, hard drive. He had 10 attempts or something like that and he used eight of them. And apparently he he has seven seven thousand tokens, digital tokens, and each one of them is worth forty thousand dollars. So it's about two hundred million that he's able to get. But he's only two attempts left of his password, and like there's no um there's no security question he can answer. Like so, he contacted the company, said he's desperate to get this. So they're trying to go through all the all the like get go through all the customer care side of it. And they're trying to just basically get the password for him, like because they know they know it's his account, you know. But he just can't access it. He's only two attempts left. That's recently as well. That happened in San Francisco, I think. That's unbelievable, like, because, like, <clears throat> like I'd have a holy stroke if that happened to me, you know? Imagine, like, if you have 200 million there for an investment you made in an unknown company back in the day, and now you cannot get it. There's nobody to ring. You're Like, you must think, like, the whole universe is against you, you know? I know. Why did, I wonder why that fella, um, why did he like? Why did he uh, like? Why are we only hearing about this now? Like, you know, why did we hear about two years ago or three or four years ago? Like when Bitcoin was worth a lot back then as well. Like, why? Why is it only coming out now? I wonder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, surely he would have he would have known that Bitcoin was worth a lot of money two years ago. Why weren't we hearing about it then? Or three years ago, four years ago. I don't really know. Like, look, if the BBC must have talked about it, and obviously CNN was on it as well because the council of um, where he lived was mm. gave a statement to CNN but I look I don't know what about it like can you imagine you've done that and can you imagine you had 200 million and I was going to take you 150 million to get it back and you would have 50 million then like you'd yeah. say they'd say look well, what if we don't find it all you could say is listen please 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 do it for me it's going to change my whole life like please do it call me and you get me and you in there for six months we'd be like fucking we'd be like two fucking um Paleontologists, like paleontologists, the diggers, fucking hell in me. 100%, yeah. It was, Jesus, I wouldn't even know. Like, it'd be landfill, so. I know, yeah. Was I telling you, I saw um, I saw two coyotes in Toronto on the way to work. Go on. I was on the way to work anyways, about fucking, oh, it was about half five in the morning, 
and I usually take two buses to work. The first bus I take is a long journey. The second bus is only about a 10-minute journey. But if that bus is not there, I walk the second part of my journey. It takes about 20 minutes. So I was walking. It's in a, like a remote enough part of the city, sort of isolated. There's a meadow area, a couple of fields, and there's a big massive sort of a dump landfill. And then there's a big electrical area, loads of towers and all that. So I was walking down. It's pitch black, like half five in the morning. And I saw, like, I thought it was a dog initially because, as I said to you in the last podcast, like, you never ever see a, just a stray dog walking around Toronto. So I've never seen that. So I thought it was a dog. Then I realized it looked like a fucking wolf. Then I said, it must be a coyote. So I, I just froze, you know. So I saw him. He was running across the road. And straight out across the main road, he, he ran anyway. He didn't look at me at all. He just kept going over. And I was like, Jesus, because I got nervous. Some of them, there's reports that they attack people, you know. Mm. So he ran across anyway. And then I saw further down, about 100 yards further down than that one, there was another lad. There were like two fucking Great Danes. They were massive bastards. There was another lad, and he was snow white, completely white. And he was running across as well. I was frozen. I said, I was thinking like, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. Next thing, the white fella stopped and I saw him looking around and staring at me and I said, oh my fucking God. I said, I'm about to drop my bag, drop my fucking hat, drop my gloves, drop my phone and just gone like the clappers. Here. But anyway, he looked at me. What? Before you run, she went, meep, meep. <laughs> like, <"Man, laughs> I gone down the street. I would have been gone. It would have been fucking like a cartoon with the, with the sparks coming out of my arse. But, but um, Maybe they were on a date. No, I don't think they were even, well, they were probably together, but like they were a good bit apart. But he looked at me anyway, and then he just decided, he just looked at me. I see him looking at me for like about five seconds, then he just turned his head and kept going. So he wasn't too interested in me, but I was looking up then like to see in Toronto, is that a common thing? Like, because I've heard of coyotes around like Ontario, but it'd be usually it'd be northern Ontario, like where it's a, a lot more remote, you know. But apparently there is, there are cases of people seeing coyotes in Toronto, very rare, they're very, very rare, but it does happen. So, yeah, I saw two coyotes, and one of them spotted me and kept going. So I, I was thought that was very cool. But they'll be very, uh, you know, they they probably could wait for you again now, saying there was food here the last day, and they could be very hungry one day, and the two of them just wait, and you'll be just walking by, trying to mind your own business, going in, doing a small bit of work, keeping the whole economy of Canada alive, single-handedly, and next minute, bang. Yeah, well, I was surprised because, like, it, that, that road can be busy enough as well, traffic going up and down, and, like, the, the, the two of them ran across the road they waited until there was no cars like there was a there was a break there was nothing coming up or down in traffic whatsoever so they obviously knew what they were doing you know I didn't realise the coyote was so big James what? I, I, I didn't realise the coyote was so big well they probably weren't that big to me oh they're massive bastards that was like a, I was saying to Nicola there last week like did you ever hear anyone telling a story about a rat have mm. you ever heard about a rat he always has a massive big long tail no matter mm. what like you know you <laughs> never heard of a rat with a little small tail Anyone who ever tells you about a story with a rat, if you say, oh, what was his tail? Fucking big, massive tail, you yeah, know? <laughs> like, really, they were probably the same size as a two-year-old Labrador, like, but when when you seen them, they were like the wolves of twilight, you know? <laughs> Waiting to get you. I thought they were, they were, they might have been like dogs, because it was, it was just so normal, like, the way they just walked across the road, they were just strutting, and, like, I never see a dog like that, so I was like, I just, I just froze, the next thing I saw mm. the pointy ears, and then I saw, like, I saw the way their tails were, and, and their, the fella that was closest to me, like, I could see his fur and all that, and I was like, oh, Jesus, they're, they're coyotes, you know? Yeah, when you say they're, so thought, they're strutting there, it's like they're strutting with confidence, you know, like, these, these fuckers don't give a shit, like. Oh, they were, they were just strutting along, and, like, even your man that looked at me, he was sort of saying, I see you there, but look, you're, you're, I'll allow it. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say, um, you're talking Amazing. about coyotes there, I was looking at a thing there, uh, 
couple of days ago about Yellowstone Park in America. Yeah. And in, uh, I think it's, I could be wrong about this, I think it's in Idaho. They, um, it was in, sometime in their 20s, they got rid of all the wolves because they're eating livestock and this, that and the other. So obviously when they got rid of the wolves, all there was no predators for the elk and the elk was eating all the grass. Um, yeah. And because the elk was eating all the grass and and uh, the the trees and stuff like that, there was no there was hardly any birds and bears around because there was no food to get there because the elk was eating everything. So it was nineteen, <clears throat> I think it was nineteen seventy five. I could be wrong, or nineteen ninety five maybe. Yeah, nineteen ninety five. So seventy five years later, they decided to let I think it was thirty one grey wolves back into this area, and it was yeah. like an experiment. There were so many people giving out saying, "Oh, delete our livestock, delete our our." Uh, our our cows and our chickens and everything else <clears throat> and uh, others were saying that like the elk is out of control they're eating all the grass they're eating everything there's nothing for any other animal here at all there's, they have no like uh, you know a, a bear would kill them but sure how many bears is going to kill an elk you know there, there wasn't enough of anything at all so the elk were overpopulated in the area and they were eating all the different grass and all the different berries what? and there wasn't enough for anybody else and everyone else was dying out and there was too much elk then so that they put in 31 dogs, 31 wolves, grey wolves. Now, grey wolves are fucking huge. They are like... Jesus, they, You'd imagine they'd put in about like <clears throat> 10,000, wouldn't you? 31. It, it would, like, yeah. Oh, so here it says, look, it says the, the deer itself, right? So it says, it, it's true that wolves kill deer, diminishing their population. But wolves also change the deer's behaviour. When threatened by wolves, deer don't graze as much and they move around. So they're, they're um, aerating the soil. So because they're moving around and they're droppings and everything, they're actually making the soil better than where if they just stayed and ate everything. Then it says about the grass and the trees. It says, as a result of the deer's changed eating habits, the grassy valleys regenerated. Trees in the park grew to as much as five times their previous height in only six years. Isn't that unfucking believable Because of that uh, regeneration that was happening with, with, with the boys moving around all the time. Like miracle grow. Unbelievable. Then it says the, the birds and the bears. It said... These new and bigger trees provided a place for songbirds to live and grew berries for bears to eat. The healthier bear population then killed more elk, contributing to the cycle that the wolves had started. It goes further. It says the beavers and other animals, says trees and vegetation also allowed beaver populations to flourish. Flourish. Their dam building habits provided habitats for uh, muskrats, amphibians, ducks, fish, reptiles, otters, Goes to mammals then. It says the wolves also kill coyotes. So you need a good wolf with you. Get, get a, a small pet wolf. Yeah. Said so wolves are also killed by coyote, or uh, wolves also kill coyotes, uh, thereby increasing the population of rabbits and mice. This created a larger food source for hawks, weasels, foxes and badgers. And then... All, all of this stuff here, like, that wasn't intended. Like, that's just a lucky, was it? Like well, they're just intending to, to try to cull the try to cull the elk and like get rid of the elk a little bit, but all this stuff seems like uh, all bonuses. Like this is absolutely it was bonuses. There was one or two who had kind of said that it might happen, but but did you know the big fear? Well, they thought that they'd get rid of some of the elk because they knew that all the other animals over the seventy years were disappearing and the elk was growing exponentially. Mm. So they reckoned that if you kill the elk. If the boys kill the elk, and when they were killing the elks, they were only killing killing mostly the older elks that were dying anyways, because obviously they're easier to catch. Yeah. 
Um, it says here about scavengers, ravens and bald eagles fed off the larger mammal kills, and then most surprisingly, the land. It said soil erosion has caused much more variation in the path of the river. But with elk on the run and more vegetation growing next to the rivers, the river bank stabilised. Now the wolves have changed Yellowstone, its its physical geography. So the geography, when you're, you know, say even 50 years ago was one way. By introducing the wolves into the ecosystem, they changed everything. I, I think that's... How many wolves, how many wolves <clears throat> are there now? Are, are, they, are they riding like hunts themselves? Probably. Yeah, like because it's surprising that I, I would have thought that wolves were always in in Yellowstone National Park. Like there'd be no reason that that's fucking humongous that park, you know, that the, conservation is the, absolutely massive. So I would have thought that wolves would have been there all the time. Obviously, they weren't. They were being killed off left, right, and center, and then they were got rid of completely in 1925. I wonder so, where they got the wolves, got the wolves from to introduce. I say the wolves probably thought it was like fucking Christmas morning going into a hundred thousand acres of pure nothing but elk and food and god knows what like they're saying this yeah. is great <clears throat> but wolves are unbelievable like you know because like they have a pure pack mentality like, I, I love dogs anyways like you know obviously I haven't got a dog because I haven't got living conditions to have a dog but the second I do I'll have a dog I'll have a dog before I buy a fridge but um they um what your beer? all your beautiful beer what's that what about all your beautiful uh, bottles of beer yeah well I've <laughs> A dog will come first for me, anyways, definitely. But like, even wolves, like, they, like the leader of the wolf goes last, and he lets all the other wolves go first. And mm-hmm. like, they, they'll never leave a sick wolf behind. The, the leader goes last just in case something tries to go up and attack them. And like, grey wolves are absolutely gigantic. Like, they'll be up to your shoulder, no problem. They're absolutely massive, massive. Like, four or five wolves will take down a bear. Wolves frighten the shit out of me because they're so. Like obviously they're all they're always in packs first of all, which is scary because a lot of other animals like you you catch one by themselves every now and then, but wolves seem to be in packs ninety percent of the time. So like if you ever run into one, your chances are you run into running into a fucking a family of them, you know. Yeah. But like the way they go around and the way they hunt and the way they operate, it's just it's so eerie. You know what I mean? Like they know where the elk's going to go and where everything else is going to go. They know where it'll be at a certain time. Yeah, they're able to like uh, hunt things. Like there's a fella, his name is. Uh, Oh God, what is his name? His name is Ash Ashley Dykes. He's a like an adventurer. He goes all these mad walks, and he's an extreme athlete, right? And I heard him saying before when he was walking the length of the, he walked the length of loads of places. He walked the length of Madagascar, and he walked like all these continent continental walks. But one time, he done uh, he walked the length of the Yangtze River in China. It's about uh, four thousand miles or something like that. It took him, I think, a year. But he walked it. He walked it alone, like so. He walked it and he had a like camping gear and then he'd meet someone to meet him every few months I think with food I can't remember the of the logistics of how it worked but he was saying that like when he started off at the start of the Yangtze River he was walking along and then for like the first four or five months he was in the center of the earth there wasn't a cricket like it was just abyss like everywhere was just valley after valley after valley after mountain after woods after forest he said he didn't see anyone for months on end you know he couldn't believe it like but he said that. Once they came across a village, and uh, he was, they were talking to a, a like a, there was a, only a few hundred people living there. Like, and there was a fella telling them that this is this is wolf area, you know, there's always wolves out here. But he was saying that when he when he went then the next time, or when he went off the next day, he was going along and he said he saw he saw a wolf or a wolf spotted him, and the wolf left him alone, right? And he was saying, thank God, I was so lucky. But he said for the next like five, six, seven, eight nights, whenever he was camping. He'd always hear the wolves howling, like up on the mountains, like, close by, you know. 
And mm-hmm. then the, the next day he'd walk fucking 20 or 30 miles and he'd hear the wolves again like that, that night, you know. So it was like they were tracking him, following him, but they never attacked him. That's even more scary, isn't it? Yeah. Like imagine you're, you're, you're going along and the fucking next thing there's wolves following you and he said he, he always, he could hear them howling at night like he didn't know where they're going to attack or not. He said he was frightened the shit out of them. That'd be so scary, like, you know, just, oh, and you're on your he own. He could, could hear that coming. He's like, he's, he was trying to block it out like because he's so fucking scared, but Imagine that. Oh, he's giving me the creeps even thinking about him shaking here. <laughs> Surely he had a shotgun and some weapons on him. There's no doubt about that, nope. you know? He wasn't allowed... Uh, he talked about that, actually. He said he wasn't allowed to bring weapons because China had China has some sort of a ban, but he was he, he had a knife. I think he had a knife. That's all he had. Jesus, that'd be no good to you. Like, we think we're the dominant species. Was that? No. No, someone mentioned to him, sure, did you not have a gun with you? And he, he said no. He wasn't allowed to bring it because of the like the restrictions so all he had was because uh, of the COVID restrictions I know because of the restrictions <laughs> all he had was um, was a knife I think yeah but that's just very scary like we think we're the dominant species because we're more intelligent our, our brains are more evolved so I suppose we are number one because we're smarter than all the other animals but in terms of power and strength like we're we're we're, we're nowhere near like you know we're just nowhere near we're, like you imagine trying to kill a, a wolf with a knife you know, and it was just stronger than you, faster than you, just maul you, no problem at all. Even, even one wolf, like, sure, and then if you have a fucking, I don't know how many is in a pack usually, like, I'm not sure, is it, like, usually five or is it usually 20, uh, like, you know what I mean? I'm not sure how many there is. I, I've, I've, I've seen packs with over 20 in them. Um, now, when I say I've seen them, watching TV programs, like, if I'm sitting down and there's a program on about wolves or about anything like that, like, I, I'm gripped straight away. I, I, I love seeing them with each other and how they you know there's kind of social uh, actions with each other and how there's a dominant one and who's the queen if you like and how to mind the cubs when they go hunting and how to teach them and it's just absolutely oh, incredible so, so wise so sage yeah and that's something that's real life they have proper lives like they, they do a proper like they have sort of a family the way to do it and everything and another thing I was saying as well I saw wolves before I saw a video of wolves attacking uh are trying to kill uh, was it a I think it was a moose they're trying to kill a moose but the moose must have been about fucking nine foot tall it was absolutely humongous and eventually they just gave up because the moose like kept shrugging them away and kept use, using his big fucking antlers and pushing them on and all that and they were biting them every now and again but they couldn't get them like so they just they just packed it in and left it had a long tail so size matters when it comes to comes to wildlife you know had a long tail uh, mass- a huge fucking massive tail <laughs> huge massive tail yeah the moose get very big like, you wouldn't think it nine foot how would it be nine foot maybe they can't get to be nine foot but they're fucking huge no I, I saw a video before I'm telling you right of a moose it was in Canada here I don't know what part of Canada but I think I'm, I've probably seen this before I ever even came over here but there's a moose and he's walking on it like a highway somewhere and he's in the middle of the two lanes and a, a fella in the car pulls up and he says oh my god and he has a recording of the moose I've never seen an animal so unbelievably big, like way bigger than what I ever expected. He's fucking mm. massive, absolutely massive. I was like, that can't be real. It couldn't be, but it was real. I looked, I looked it up. It was a real fucking moose. There's a moose loose about the hoose. Hoose. <clears throat> I saw. I saw. Oh, there's a funny thing as well. There's a fella. In, he's in Alaska, uh, and there's two moose, and they're fighting in in his fucking driveway and his lawn, and he's calling his mother. He's like, ma. Ah, get the fuck out of here! He's like, there, there, there's a moose or a buffalo or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> and two of them are fucking having each other underground or killing each other. In, and, and the car is parked and everything. It's literally in his driveway. 
But you want to see anyone who's not sure, like, obviously everyone knows what a moose is, but if you want to be shocked, just look up how big how big moose are able to grow and you'll be very surprised. What's they're the, full, the plural of moose? I think it's moose, not mooses. I think it's just moose, like sheep and sheep. I've seen, seen two mooses. That's right, James. Are you having this, right? Yeah. There's one species of jellyfish is immortal. It can revert... It can revert back to its child state after having become sexually mature and therefore never die. Hmm. But like, that's 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 true. But like, that wouldn't be. I even say if human beings done that, we we wouldn't count that as being immortal. Like, if we if we got to sexual maturity and then we died off and then came back as a baby, like growing up as that baby, we're not going to be the same <clears throat> person. I would say so. No, they don't. The same, they don't die off. They they. It's like um meat, or it's like um Benjamin Button. They just get younger when when they're old, and then when they're young, then they can get old again, and then when they're old, they can get young. Still the same jellyfish. Oh, it's the same jellyfish. I yeah. I always thought that that when it got to a certain age, it sort of like collapsed in on itself, like a fucking star, and then it was just born again. Like, but it was a, it was the same sort of the same makeup as the old like a jellyfish. Christian. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a new jellyfish. That's what I thought. Yeah. But that's that's. And uh, here we look at like. A snail can sleep for three years at a time. Jesus, three years at a time? How, how long can the fucking... How old can they be? I thought a snail would be dead <clears> after <throat> fucking a few months. I'm not sure. The snails last a long time, sure. What about the life expectancy of a snail is, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I'll look it up here. Yeah. I, I'll hazard a guess. I say he lived to be a gentleman's 20. Yeah, it says that the most snails live to be three years, but some of them, some of the larger ones, can live to be ten years. So it's, you're you're you live for three years and you're asleep for the whole lot of it, like myself. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one for you now. There are one million ants for every human in the world. Yeah, I heard that before. All the ants in the world would weigh more. They'd weigh more than all the humans in the world. What's crazy? Like, can you imagine if 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 they start growing bigger, like? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Watch out! Because like yeah. they like like there's actually a, there's a species of ants that's uh, specific only to Central Park in America. Central Park in America. They're probably nowhere else in the world. Endemic. Jeez, I thought ants were just uh, take your pick. They're all over the place. The same species. I didn't know that they were. Oh, there's loads. Of, I, I I watched a documentary before where there was black ants and red ants, and they had a war. Fuck me, pink. Like it's all it's like something from the Game of Thrones, like you know they have the big centers out front and all the little lads that behind them get ready to go out and nip at you and all that. It's unbelievable. The way the ants, like you ever see a colony of ants, the way that they operate and like they have all the worker ants and then the, you know what I mean, like mm. the way they do things. If you ever some people have what is it called when you have an ant like colony in your house inside a glass? You know that thing with all the little maze. Oh yeah, there's a name for that thing. I can't remember, but like the way they operate, it's crazy. Like the really have it zoned in they know what they're doing they all have a job to do it's an ant farm isn't it an ant farm maybe you never hear an ant complaining that they have to get up and go to work yeah but like no ants think individually for themselves I understand that they they um, like they kind of think in unison they kind of have all their um, what's them yokes called their fucking their their head their antenna or antennae whatever like they all feed off the same buzz off the same energy like and they all know what their jobs are it's absolutely unbelievable you know that, that that's all going on now, like, and we're here living our lives, like, and that that's all happening, you know. It's unbelievable. Like that's why I I I love um David Attenborough and stuff like that. I'd sit down and watch them or programs about you know here's these you know here's 
here's two monkeys like and what to do and their life and their little baby monkey and, and how to get on the trees and all the troubles they're having but it's cutthroat man it's fucking like you know like 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 you know every, nearly every animal kills another animal to live like it like I, I've seen a thing there where you might see like um a gazelle and you see the family of gazelles and they have a baby gazelle and the baby gazelle is trying to walk and it's just like you know you'd nearly fucking believe in God you'd say this is so magical like you know and then the gazelle just stands up and next minute a lion fucking grabs it by the neck and brings it off and you say what a cruel cruel world we live in but then it goes to the lion and you see the lion bringing back the gazelle to the cubs that are starving and he gives it to the cubs and they go oh well there's that's mother nature at work evolution I know that that I heard David Attenborough himself before saying like that a lot of times they'd be out in the wild and they could be there like a team of people might be there for a few months like you know making a documentary about a certain animal or just t- making a documentary in general and they could be out in a particular area for a few months and they'd get to follow like a family of certain animals like just take gazelles for example and like <clears throat> he was saying say there's a baby gazelle and you see it being born and all that and then like you're watching it grow up and it's a few weeks into its life and then you see like there's lions coming or there's lions coming after it. like you might be able to save it you know but he's like he, he learned the hard way that like what, what they can do is you'll save that gazelle then he'll live happy days but like you don't see the knock on effect that that has you know then the lion hasn't eaten like and probably 20 minutes later he's going to kill a different gazelle from a different family anyway but you're after disturbing the whole the way things work you know so yeah. he's like you just have to go out and record them and document it all and just accept that if something bad happens that's why I always see it on documentaries like I regularly see you know little animals or you might see little goats or mountain goats and you see them being being chased down or hunted and I'm saying why the fuck doesn't the cameraman just stop in and help but it's obvious why you know that's yeah. just nature you have to take its course like it's it's like evolution it's survival of the fittest and you know every animal or every reptile is as evolved as it, as it's supposed to be like they're 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 perfect for where they are and what they're supposed to be and there's always like um like i read something the other day and i was saying about um earth that did, did we as humans ever think that the earth is actually farming us because trees grow and they give us oxygen and let us live until we get big and then we die and our body goes into the ground and that's compost to grow more grass and more vegetation and, and more trees so maybe they're just farming us. They probably didn't, they didn't bank on us making shit of the fucking atmosphere at the same time, you know? No, well, that's if 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 you see any animal or any um, bacteria or any organism at all whatsoever that has ever existed, when they're in trouble, they'll do something to defend themselves. Now, if we look at it on a grander scale, we're like bacteria on, on the earth. Like what you said there, we're making shite of it. We're cutting down trees to bait the band. We're sending up CO2s up in the atmosphere. We're fucking killing animals. Like, we're not killing animals like, like a lion kills a gazelle. We're killing fucking chickens in the millions every day. Half of them are being thrown out. They're not being eaten. We're, 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 we're completely... Fucking, we're, 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 we're breeding chickens. We're rearing chickens just so we can kill them. That's We have big fucking... Uh, 100 acre farms that are just specifically designed to breed chickens yeah. let them grow to a certain age force feed them so their fucking breasts and everything get bigger and then yeah, just kill absolutely. them absolutely and in terms of the ecosystem and in terms of mother nature like you know like obviously like lions are doing what they're built to do cheetahs are doing what they're built to do great white sharks are doing what they're built to do and so on but us as humans we could argue well we're doing what we're built to do but I feel we're bastardising the whole thing we're absolutely glutton good for nothing 
virus on the earth we're destroying the earth and is it out of the question that the earth as an organism would release a virus to get rid of a couple of us maybe that's the coronavirus you know i heard a lot of things i heard a lot of people mentioning that like maybe that maybe the every so often i think there was something as well they said was it every every hundred years or something or every 200 years i can't remember there's a big there's a virus that's that just happens to come out like at a certain time and it wipes off so many fucking hundreds of millions of people and like a lot of people think it's coincidental, but a lot of people think it's because it's the earth fighting back. Did you ever see that film uh, with the... The Happening. The Happening, yes. How did you know I was going to say that? Because it's, it's just like what we're talking about. Yeah, where the, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good. It's where, the, it's where the earth the earth fights back. So it has all the oxygen and pla- or all the trees and grass and plants. Yeah. They're all, they all joined together and they release this, this gas or something where it affects a part of people's brains that like can do harm so people are just walking off buildings killing themselves and they're just they're just slicing their throats and walking into fucking walking out in front of cars and mm. jumping off everything and it's mad isn't it that was an M. Night Shyamalan film or whatever you can call him but yeah but like I wouldn't be a bit surprised now I don't know enough about it I'd need someone much cleverer than me to come out and talk about it but is it beyond the realms of possibility like the smaller you go down everything defends itself so the bigger you go up everything should defend itself too so maybe the earth is defending itself. I don't know. Is that true? I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Um, a question for you. Yeah. Have you ever wished you were a pig? Have I Have I ever wished I was a pig? Because I have a little statistic here that might change your mind if the answer is no. Well, obviously, obviously I've never wished I was a pig. I probably was a pig <clears throat> a few times, but I never wished I was. <laughs> right. A pig's orgasm lasts 30 minutes. So three zero minutes. Wow. Happy days. Yeah. Now, I can only get them up to 27 minutes, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> you need one or two of them a year and you'd be, you'd be happy out. Imagine an orgasm for 30 minutes. You'd be like someone having an epileptic face like. I know. P- p- pigs are actually uh, very intelligent. I think they're like, I think it's humans and then I think it's dolphins. And then I think pigs are in the top five. They're very, very intelligent. Yeah, they're they're very social and all that. They're, they're supposed to be really, really intelligent. But look, sure, you know, look, same as them. We're farming them, chopping them up, sausage, everything under the I sun, know. making. Listen, you, I'm not a vegetarian. Well, like, I eat meat the whole time. Yeah, I do as well. Like I, I, I find that very hard. I don't find it very hard. Like because if I did find it very hard, I just suck it up and I'd fucking become a vegetarian. So I always like to say. <laughs> I, I'm weak, you know. I'm trying my best. I'm weak. I can't give it up. Like I obviously just don't don't care enough, you know. Yeah. But if someone asked me to care, I'd say yeah, I care. But like obviously, I don't give a shit because I mean, me all the time. Well, I have like you know to touch on that. Like I I have a constant battle in my mind on that. Like I love meat. I I, I love beef and I love chicken and I love all stuff like that. I, I chops and the whole lot. Um, and it's it's really it's really really tasty. And you know. I suppose if I lived somewhere and I went out and had to kill it myself and have it, well, then I probably wouldn't mind as much. But it's just the fact that, you know, you can see the way things are being done. Like, like there's loads of places, uh, look, in the world where animals are being killed, not or unhumanely, yeah, um, know, yeah. and they're being fucking absolutely destroyed left, right and centre. And by me eating meat, by not being part of the solution, I'm part of the problem. And then yeah. I think, well, look, all our... Um, ancestors have eaten meat and it's part of our evolution some people say when we made fire we were able to heat up the meat which gave our brains loads of protein which let which let them grow so quickly from you know in a such a short period of time um yeah 
So is it the right thing to do to eat meat or to not eat meat? Like I eat meat all the time. I I I had meat today and yesterday, and I'll probably have meat tomorrow. But it is something that I it, I, I think like sometimes I look and I see a program about animals being treated inhumanely, and I think you know I, I just can't eat meat anymore. And no, like you, I then I, I do. I think of that about um, like obviously no matter what I think about, I can say this, but specifically when I think about chicken breasts or like fried chicken, right? Like say like around in my street in my neighborhood there's a couple of fried chicken places like Popeyes and KFC and all that and like then that's only that's only my little area you know but then like I just think about you know in my neighborhood in my my block uh my street this city this this province this country if you think about all of the every single little shop and every single supermarket and every single fast food and all over the world tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of millions absolutely millions and millions and millions of shops selling uh, fried chicken or like chicken breasts so each each two breasts that you see was a chicken that was alive every single two breasts you see was a chicken that was alive can you imagine the amount of fucking chickens that we're having to kill can you imagine it must be mind-boggling absolutely mind-boggling if when you think about it but like i don't know how how else we could do it because if you have cities with fucking 5 million 10 million 20 million sometimes more people and big towns and cities and built up areas and like they're, they're going to want to eat meat there's no other way to do it this ma- this stuff that's all mass produced it just has to be that way otherwise nobody's going to be able to eat like all this sustainability and are you going to eat like and kill it yourself or are you going to eat get like a farmer that's doing everything right and eat his food it's not it's not uh, viable for so many people living in built up areas I've seen a, a lecture before um, I'm, I'm going to say it was about two years ago That it feels like two years ago and it was about it, was, it wasn't one guy it was loads of academics if you like having a conversation and they reckon in 500 years time everyone will be vegetarian they, they is reckon, that because like, that they're going to feel bad about meat, meat or just because it's healthier or what it, it, it was a combination of um, you know like you know we are more evolved than all the other animals we're more well, not more evolved but we're, we're, we're cleverer so when a lion kills a gazelle like a lion can't go down and buy a, a, a pasta bake or a lasagna in the shop so they have to do it so buy an old jam bonder um, and a small little gazelle for pudding but um, <clears throat> like we we know that there is other alternative foods out there for us that we could be eating and we just don't um, but also, as I said, that it's it's not sustainable. Even now, they're struggling. They're they're with with the chickens. There, they're in apparent on this program I've seen. They were injecting the chickens with so much stuff that the chickens, every chicken now produced three breasts. So, so if you have two chickens, you have six breasts. So you can sell three two breasts in a pack. Um, and they were saying that people in general are just like there's more vegetarians now and as we speak now than has ever existed in the history of mankind and yeah. they were showing a trend and the trend only went up it went up every every single like nearly every week but every year for sure it it this it went up and uh they did they, they gave like there was meat eaters and there was vegetarians and by the end of it they kind of all agreed that there's a great chance this will happen like i'd love not to be doing it like i mean 
you know, even in China to eat dogs, that's weird to us, but it's not weird to them. Like, you know, it's, it's not weird to them at all. Like we might have a, 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 a cheese and onion crisp sandwich here. That's w- not weird to us, but it's weird to everyone else. No, sure. You were telling me when you were in uh, Switzerland, they were eating horse, like horse steaks and all that, and that there was no problem with it. Like, it's weird to us. Like, they were eating whatever. horse steaks. Yeah. There was a steak cheval. I got it and I was eating it. And I said, this beef is a bit rubbery. And one of the fellas says, that's horse. And I said, oh, my God, I realized then Cheval was horse in French. But also, I seen somebody getting a spaghetti bolognese. And they put down, it was like a co-op area where everyone goes from all these different factories. And, you go, you know, you all congregate there between one and two o'clock. Tens of thousands of people. And somebody went in and, and they got the bolognese or the, the pasta. And they put on raw mince, like like it wasn't cooked a small, but raw mince and put the sauce over. Mm. And I remember that day I couldn't eat. I just turned my stomach absolute fucking animal I tell you if you if you couldn't eat a fucking an old steak cheval there was something wrong something, something must have been amiss no I, I I ate the steak cheval no problem as you do yeah but I didn't get it again but I, the point I was making your man was eating mince it wasn't even cooked and that Bro, was yeah. he was lamping into it then a small bit of diluted orange uh, into this glass and he was chatting with his family and friends get out you fucking animal you I know, yeah. But that's just normal to him, you know. That's, why, <clears> that's it. Subjective. When you when you were mentioning um, that we're sending up CO two and sending up this and we're destroying the atmosphere, it reminded me of another story I had about animals. Right? There was a there was polar bears somewhere in Alaska, and they're living in a certain area. Like, and what happened was obviously there's loads of ice, and they live on the ice and they hunt on the ice and they hunt in the ice water and all that sort of stuff. But like the ice has been receding so much that like there's such so, uh, so little ice there now that what they're after doing is and this this sort of behavior was never documented before was never seen by polar bears never ever what they're doing now is they're floating I actually saw a video of it they were floating out in the water and just floating there could be there for like a few minutes or half an hour just floating just wading the polar bears wading in the water and at some point a fucking whale I'm not sure what what, what type of whale it is but there was a whale there and the whale just swims by the it's a little small whale obviously it wasn't a fucking massive lad the whale just swims by the polar bear and the polar bear just I think he bites it or he either claws it but he bites the back of his neck and that part of the, the whale's neck is where they're most susceptible to danger they don't know if that's coincidental or did the polar bears figure this out but basically they just he just nicked the back of his neck and the whale started gushing blood and was dead in no time and then the polar bear brought him out into, out into the shore and there's five or six polar bears just eating a fucking whale. And that sort of behavior where polar bears, they never ever hunt whales. They've ne- never been documented doing it. But they had, they had no choice but to adapt because of what was going on in the, in the world. That's absolutely that crazy. Absolutely amazing. So there's pol- six polar bears there eating a fucking whale. And I was thinking to myself, that's unfucking real Absolutely crazy. But animals are, animals are very... Uh, Adaptable. Like they'll adapt to a lot, yeah, they'll adapt to a lot of different situations and a lot of different things. But if, so just if, do what they can if you look at any facts about polar bears and they'll all say the same thing and they say that a polar bear's fur isn't white it's actually transparent it's see-through and the reason that it looks like it's white is because the snow is shining off it right Mm. but like what about a polar bear like you see a polar bear in a zoo like and sure there's no snow in the zoo and he's still white no, I don't think it's because it's 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 the snow. It is. You can it. look it up on your phone now. Everyone will say that. That's one hundred percent. Everyone, look up on your phone. Why is a polar bear's fur white? It'll say it. No, it's not. It's transparent. It's see-through, translucent, and it looks white because of all the snow. That's the only reason. Uh, 
I thought that their skin was white underneath the hair and that's why the hair looks white then. Because I could see a polar bear in my house hair and he'd be as white as a ghost. 100%. That's what I'm saying. How do you explain that? I know. Look, I have um, <coughs> I have another couple of facts here. Just before I do, uh, the music at the end of the show today is by Kirk, K-I-R-K. It's a song called Don't Go. It's kind of a rap hip-hop song. It's, I haven't played this type of song before. I really like it. It's really good. Again, if anyone would like to send in their demos to get a song played at the end of the podcast, you can send them into the email. It's clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. Um, thank you to everyone who's listened to the show. Thank you for the messages, for the shares on Facebook. Um, if you ha- if you want to do, you can find us on uh, Facebook. It's Clockwork Junkie Podcast. It's, it's, it's the podcast page itself. If you just like that, um, every time a podcast comes out, I put up a link to it and stuff like that. And anything else that happens will be on there as well. Um, I suppose this is the sub story. Look, I urge you to go to YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, it's Clockwork Junkie Podcast. Um, all the videos go up there. Um, and I would much appreciate it if you go to YouTube and please subscribe to the channel. Um, obviously, if you're listening on Spotify and all that, please follow as per usual. Um, thank you for the support. Thank you for the messages. Um, really, really good. Really, really appreciative. Um, very humbling, I have to say. And, uh, you know, this podcast is, is going really, really well, and it wouldn't be going well if it wasn't for the people that was listening. So, look, thank you very much. Um, Thanks, yeah, please look. If if you see it on Facebook that I'm putting something up, I would appreciate it if you shared it. Uh, it would be great. If you listen to a podcast on YouTube, and it could be Podcast 12 or whatever, Podcast 52, and you like it, just share it or maybe give it a like on YouTube. Um, I, I know all that kind of stuff doesn't really mean much if you're watching something, but it means absolutely everything to the podcast. So if you could do that for me, I'd be much appreciative. Um, like if, if uh, on a film, The Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. I think, yeah, word, word them out to be the way to <clears throat> get people to spread it. You said even if they come across yeah. podcast number 12, just just getting people to mention it to somebody else that might like it, share it if they can, just... Just same as me or you would do for anyone else, you know. Same like as like it's, it's you know if I suppose if I was famous, you'd start a podcast and you'd have ten thousand listeners straight away and it'd be fine. And you know, look, I think there's value to this podcast. A lot of people like it, um, so hopefully they can you know share and subscribe and all stuff like that. Um, thank you for anyone who has donated to the podcast as well. If you'd like to donate, you can do through you can do so uh, with PayPal. Um, it's paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie you come to the clockwork junkie podcast page that's on paypal and you can donate anything um doesn't matter how big or how small and it's just a one-time donation um so if anyone who's done that so far thank you very much and for anyone who intends to do it in the near future thank you it's uh paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie the link's in the video anyways so thanks for all that so james listen to this right yeah, and I tell you, but before you, you're going to get, you're going to rattle off a couple of facts. I wanted to tell you one thing before I forget it as well about. Um, Go for and it. I, we, we can put a video on on the, on the Facebook page or something about this. Did you have you ever seen the ibex goats climbing or scaling the fucking almost vertical dams? Please tell me you know what I'm talking about. I do. I, it 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 looks fake. Like. It, it, what, what degrees is is is, is them mountains like? What degrees are there? There's the smallest land you ever seen in your life. It's not even a mountain. Yeah, well, the mount, they climb up mountains all the time. But in particular, they always climb up like like dams. There's big dams, yes. and then uh, whatever the, the limestone deposits. There's all sodium and salt coming through the little bit of water that that's released from the limestone. So they're climbing up to the top or somewhere on the on the big massive wall 
to try and lick this up. And you, you see them when they get up there, they're just licking like mad, getting the getting the sodium. But it's fucking crazy. They're, like it's almost vertical. Genuinely, it's almost vertical. And like a goat is obviously wide, like maybe two or three foot wide. But they're just climbing up. It's it's so fucking remarkable. Like I actually can't believe it. I'll have to share the video on your on your uh, Facebook page and let people see. It's crazy. They have the balance of a world class ballerina. Like they're just and like they have. To, I I seen a mountain go up before. I'll actually try to find it and put it up as well. I seen a mountain go up before, and uh, it was being chased by some type of cat. Maybe an, I'm not sure what kind of cat it was. It wasn't a puma or anything. Was and this cat was so agile on the mountains, you know, and the goat was running away like, and like every single second you think the cat has him, and every single second he does a jump and lands on something that doesn't look like it's there. They're fucking incredible, like, and they can do that from when they're born, like nearly, you know, it doesn't take like. I, I see them walking up it, like walking up the walking up the the dam, and like I was saying, oh, he's obviously stuck now because there's nowhere else he can go. And next thing, he, he he just like takes two two or three steps forward, and his 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 hooves are on something the size of a fucking sixpence, like, and it's fucking yeah. it, def- it def- they honestly they defy gravity. I'm telling you, it's so fucking creepy. It's weird. And that's something else I often wonder. Do you know what I mean? Like when uh, just say when uh, we're chatting about gazelles or deers or moose or whatever, like when they're born. They stand after a few minutes and within a couple of minutes they're walking with their mother or, or the pack or, or the herd or whatever way you want to say it. Yeah. Well, like, when humans are born then, like, like we're like a big ball of fucking goo for a couple of years. We don't walk for between nine year, nine months and 12 months. Yeah. Like, why are we so different than every... Like, we're supposed to have evolved to be this uh, ultimate mammal, this ultimate creature, this ultimate... Um, form of evolution where we can do everything but yet like when the sun shines bright it hurts our eyes like that can't be the case like do you know what I mean well, like, it can't be perfect like you know I suppose every species would have some sort of downfall like as well as that the fact I that don't we think are, so the fact that we are so intelligent and we are so evolved maybe that's why when we're born we're not fucking walking after two days because it takes us time to develop into the body that we're going to become and be that be that way you know yeah but you just think like through all the years of evolution when I look up at the sun it still hurts my eyes if I'm wearing a t-shirt or if I'm swimming in the water if it's a sunny day I get sunburned like, I know you'd imagine if we were evolved from the hundred you know that Darwin's evolution was 100% right that that what I just said there should be impossible I know yeah you'd imagine it would be like but, but I know, uh, it's mad <clears throat> when you think about yeah, like, the human beings evolving as well like that uh I often think about when human beings evolved like you're saying we're useless when we come out we're just a fucking ball of goo we genuinely are if we were born and we didn't have somebody like instantly to pick us up and start caring for us we'd be dead in fucking an hour you know or a couple of hours we'd be gone yeah crazy that's abs- that's mad to think about you know like and then like like you rarely ever see any other animal choking humans choke the whole time yeah that's like Billy Connolly said Go, dogs are very uh, very smart he's like when's the last time you've seen a dog step in a human shit yeah <laughs> I know yeah but um, yeah it's just you know of, of all how good Evolve we're supposed to be and we're still fucking very weak all the same um, yeah. right here's a mad one for you a female ferret will die if it goes into heat in brackets it says is horny and cannot find a mate so she's so randy and so horny. If she can't find a mate, she'll die. Mm. I saw. I actually saw that on. Um, there's a a show on. It's called The Incredible Doctor Paul, 
and uh, he he's a vet like he's in America and he has he's he's actually originally from the Netherlands but he lives in I think it's Michigan now and he has his own veterinary clinic and people bring in ferrets all the time because they're actually a very popular pet um over here well in America they're fairly popular and but what did what they always do with the female ferrets I never realized it until you just said that they always spay them like they always take away their fucking take away their gowl and take away the cock or whatever and uh, so that there, there's no no they don't have any urgency whatsoever to reproduce that's obviously why because what you said they'll die if they can't get a partner will they for our viewers worldwide gowl is Irish slang for vagina <laughs> oh yeah gowl <laughs> Oh, they'll die if they don't get a partner, will they? Yeah, they'll just die. They'll, they'll, they'll be so randy and so horny that they'll just die. Like, can you imagine, like, there was one or two of them going around and they're going ballistic and next minute you're a, a, a male ferret and you're hopping along and you see this and you go, oh, wow, sit down, light up a cigar, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of fucking female uh, female species, a lot, a lot of them. I know two or three, but I think the, chame- the chameleon might do it or the... They have sex with the with the man, then they kill the man, don't they? Or they eat the man or something. The praying mantis, nine times out of ten, will have sex. They'll mate, then they'll eat the man to get loads of protein and energy to help the children to be born. Bitch. I, I don't care. It'd, it'd still be worth it if I was the man. I'd say, it doesn't matter. Fuck it. Yeah, chow down there. Yeah, no, fuck that. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, the venom of a king cobra is so deadly that just one gram of it is enough to kill a person 150 times over. Now, what's the point of that, I wonder? You said a, a gram is enough to kill 150 people, then. Would that be the same thing? I'm only reading it as I have it. Ah, yeah. That's mad, isn't it? King Cobra. I also heard that the Daddy Longlegs are the most venomous creature that ever in the world. The Daddy Longlegs spider or whatever, that their venom is the most deadly, but that their fangs are their their teeth are so small that it can't penetrate human skin so we never have to worry about it yeah. you heard that before I have done yeah 100% mm-hmm. that's mad isn't it that's unreal yeah I'm not sure I, I never actually looked that up to get the facts about it but I heard that loads of times that it's probably you that told me that before oh probably it's probably a load, of, a load of shite then I know but honestly that is true let me look it up actually fuck I'll, I'll get I'll get it live on the air yeah and I'll just so, I'll, 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 I'll ask the viewers a question while you're getting that up what is the only mammal that can't fly now I know R. Kelly believes he can fly but it's not enough to believe you can fly so what is the only mammal that can't fly so what's what's did, did you find out your uh, thing James yeah it says um, that uh, their fangs uh, subduing their food yeah their fangs are not big enough that they can't they don't have injectable toxins inside their body so the, the venom is there and it's absolutely deadly it's the most deadly venom that exists but the, their fangs make it that it's not injectable so it's not worth a shite it's just like going around with a 12 inch penis but it's it's forever stuck up your own arse <laughs> it's not good to you at all like <laughs> oh, yeah. um, anyways the only mammal that can't fly is the bat and about the bat as well as uh, the leg bones of the bat are so thin that no bat can walk that's why the that's why they hang upside down, is it? I haven't seen the bat. Oh no, that's under wings the move. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Here's one I couldn't believe, right? What? The only mammals to undergo menopause are elephants, humpback whales, and human females. Well, the less said about that the better. So humpback whales, elephants and girls. Typical. They're all the one. I'm saying nothing. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> They're all the one, the whole lot of them. Did you hear about 
about the the pigeon. Uh, there's in the news in the last couple of days there. The pigeon who was a uh, he was in America and he was a racing pigeon or a carrier pigeon, and he went off on a race and he never came back to his owner. And two months later, he showed up in Australia and fucking Melbourne, and the fella found him in his back garden, and the tag on his leg was he was able to track back and contact the owner back in America, and they reckon the fucking pigeon flew. Uh, it was something like eight or nine thousand miles across the Pacific Ocean and landed in fucking Melbourne. I don't know, like, can I believe that that a bird was able to fly for that long? But that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, well, it probably wouldn't have, you know, it would have stopped several places. Like, there's, there's stopped loads of times before it got up to the Atlantic, and the, oh no, it probably went the other way. No, yeah, it went across the Pacific <clears> Ocean. <throat> I, yeah. I was looking sorry quickly, the Pacific Ocean, right? This is something I heard in the last few days. It's, it's obviously it's massive. I realized how big it was, but I never realized that the Pacific Ocean, you can fit all of the land on planet Earth into the Pacific Ocean comfortably and still have a few hundred or a few million square kilometers to spare. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah. So every bit of land that's on planet Earth, like all Asia, Africa, Europe, America, South America, everything, you can, you can fit it all into the Pacific Ocean and still have hundreds of millions of square kilometers left to spare. That's, that's where the aliens are hiding, so... Yeah, out in the specific ocean. The specific as ocean, said. yeah, as, as, as someone said one time. Uh, cows can sleep standing up, but they can only dream lying down. Now, who the fuck found out that? I don't know. Maybe when they're lying down, you see, their, see them running. Like, the only way, sometimes you see a dog and the legs are going when they're lying down. They're having yeah. a dream. It was like the one, uh, who was the first man to realise milk came over a cow's tit? And more importantly... What did he think he was doing at the time? I know, I know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you ever see, um, like, one thing I, re- I wondered about cows often is that how did they ever give birth naturally? Because whenever I see a cow giving birth or a cow being calved, it takes about four or five men and they have chains and they tie chains around the, cow, the calf's legs. Like, they go inside the cow's fucking, whatever, it's a vagina or I don't know what it is. It's a big hole. Gowl, yeah, and they're uh, the tie chains around it and everything, and they're pulling so fucking hard. Four or five men pulling, pulling, pulling. The cow's like, and next thing, the calf just pops out. But I often thought, like, what did they ever do when there was no humans there to help them? You know. Well, I suppose uh, a lot of the calves would have died, um, but because we're mass breeding them now, we're we're getting them out. You know. Anyways, never mind all of that. That was a serious cow noise. Give us it again. Sounded like a cow. Yeah, some farmers now getting horny, taking off the fucking cacks and listening yeah. to that. <laughs> and here's something. Oh yeah, a housefly hums in the key of F. Give us a bit of an F there. Uh, I have no clue. A housefly hums in the key of F. Like, how did somebody find that? Like, you know, is there's people going and looking at that and finding out what it is? Like, you know, like and imagine going in with their presentation and saying, "Listen, guys." We found out that the housefly t- hums in the key of F, and uh, Dean at the college saying, "Well, should we give you that two million for cancer research, boys?" <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They've been saying that. Like. <laughs> that, that was like the, the whales. You know the way whales they, they have the, like the squeals or the dude sonar. You know the, yeah, yeah. the way they yeah. They were saying like different parts of the world. They're the same whale, the same species, right? But different parts of the world that they. I don't know like how they were able to figure this out, but this is a fact that there's dialects. Like there's certain accents that whales that whales have. Like say if you're if you're like north if you're the northern Pacific or if you're in the Alaska area, 
versus if you're in the southern Atlantic versus it, and they ha- and they were able to tell that whales have fucking accents based on where they live. Yeah, it's not fucking unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's it's just they're so fucking intelligent. It's like um the uh, Liverpool whale. Um, and I'll, 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 my last, my facts is a nice little, uh, hearty one. It's, uh, sea otters hold each other's paws when they sleep underwater so as they don't drift apart. Wow. That's nice, isn't it? That's absolutely beautiful. Warm as the cockles of my heart. Yeah. So animals are cool. Um, I don't know if we should be eating them or not. I eat them all the time. I, I love a spaghetti bolognese and I love a chicken curry rice. And I, I one time I decided I was going to be vegetarian. It lasted for about 10 days. Um, you know, people say, oh, there's so many things you can eat. And that is fair enough. But I tried a lot of stuff and I think I didn't like enough stuff to last. But like you said earlier on, I obviously don't give a shite enough if I'm doing it anyways, you know. Yeah, like we, we, I, I can't, I can't say like, oh, like I care and it bothers me and I'm weak, but then go and have a burger. Like it just doesn't, two and two doesn't make five, you know. Yeah, like it's hard because um, <clears throat> I think then of course, sure. Look, if if I stop, it won't make any difference, you know. Ah, yeah, but then you're getting that you're going down the rabbit hole. Then like uh, know, you know, yeah. same with that's like voting. Sure, my vote won't make a difference, you know. Everyone could say that then, but yeah, you're probably right. It wouldn't make a difference if you stopped. But it's just, so it's just about your own principles. <laughs> Your own yeah. principles. What do you, what do you believe in? What do you stand for? It's just crazy. Right now, like. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't stop eating meat. I've tried. Me and Nicola done it a few times. We had a vegetarian months where we go a whole month like just eating tofu and eating stuff, and it's it's too hard, you know. It really is too hard. Yeah. But I suppose if you had a pet dog and you loved the dog, and your only option was to kill your dog and eat it for a spaghetti bolognese, or eat tofu. You'd probably eat tofu, you know. I'd eat tofu then, no problem. I don't mind tofu. I like it, but like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have uh, burgers every single day for dinner. I wouldn't have chicken curry rice every single day for dinner. I absolutely love both of them, but like I'd get sick of it after a while. So yeah. I won't be able to eat tofu all the time. Just the same. I have chicken curry rice twice a week. It's a big, huge pot, and then there's always enough for the next day. It's just easy. It's already made on a bit of rice. There's l- lashings and lashings of vegetables in it. It's just. Nice and hearty, you know. Here's one for you now, folks. Uh, that my your host there, Mark. He gave me a, a piece of sage advice there a few years, or not a few years ago, probably fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I always stuck with me. It's always been very close to my heart. He says, uh, "Here's the thing." He says, "You ever go in and get chicken curry rice in a carvery in like a hotel or in a fucking pub? <laughs> They'll always say to you, do you want rice and chips?' And you always say, "No, no, I'll just have rice." And they'll say, "Okay." So instead of giving you half chips and half rice and putting all the curry on top, they'll give you a full entire plate of rice and then they'll put all the curry on top. And then you turn around and say, actually, you know what? After the curry is poured, I will have a few chips. So then you have your full plate of rice and then you get a few chips on top. And I said, my God. And I stand by that to this day. You want to be given a knighthood? I tell you, I'm going to give myself a fucking round of applause for that. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I've, I've just blowing people's minds now there, there, there's people all around the world going oh my god the shears and the clockwork junkie are after skyrocketing <clears throat> absolutely yeah it's gone up to the bitcoin it was worth nothing now it's worth 170 million dollars and the global rich list first we have Elon Musk then we have Jeff Bezos and in third place with the chicken curry rice is Mark McCormick <laughs> yeah jeez that'd be great yeah. so look I think we'll leave it there have you anything else to 
No, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, animals are cool. They make up a lot of our lives. I know, like a lot of people think of animals, they just think of pets, like dogs and cats. And <clears> yeah. there's so much. There's a, it's a crazy world out there. If you if you look at documentaries about animals, about wildlife, about the jungle, about the Serengeti, about the deserts, about uh, all these different places, mountains, it's absolutely remarkable how animals live and what they do and all the different species. And anytime there's ever anything on, I I can't help but look. I just int- I'm intrigued by it all. It was a Frankie Boyle said before that uh, it'd only be a matter of time if he was a vet that he'd start shagging stuff, you know. And he said yeah. if, if he had to pick an animal to shag, he'd pick an owl because no matter what position you took it in, it you'd still be able to get eye contact, you know. Right. Just one thing: the, they used to say from the the people from Wales, like used to be sheep shaggers, they had a reputation to be sheep shaggers, and they said Wales where the men are men and where the sheep are nervous yeah and then well, Billy Connolly said that if you're ever going to have sex with a sheep you're bringing it to an edge of a cliff apparently it pushes back more <laughs> or you, you put the two <laughs> if you're going to do it you do it right you know you put the two ba- back legs into your wellington boots and can't get away then <laughs> <laughs> oh probably be taken off there alright good luck chat to you again folks take care guys bye bye That barely knows what homage is Fighting flows and rhymes Man, they own some straight garbage Yet originality is key And I won't be a part of it Not much real left in the game Short of shit Been known to kill the game That's why I had a scholarship Been lethal with the words Out of this world On some carnage shit It's levels to the game Keep your mode on default Never change in any settings They grounded like asphalt People selling out for riches Just to get an applause Instead of standing for something different Critical cost I'ma talk about the shit That people choose to ignore Cause these people just flexing They ain't even trying to rap no more You can never leave behind What got you through the struggle Or what got you through the grind It's on the rise You're a star and I can feel it It's slowly coming back to the core Of good music Back when legends were spitting The shit was different It wasn't debates If a bar was actually written I'ma be creative Super innovative I promise when I make it I will never leave yeah. the basics It comes back around a boomerang A figure eight a sonic boomer 808 and anything 
everything we make is great Making classics, eight times eight subliminal shots that we take It's like the game that came out on the system around 1998 The greatness that we emulate is Kobe wearing number eight If we communicate what's real then we gon' be straight It's inevitable to happen like a natural disaster Movap is coming back, but it couldn't come any faster The complexity with my patterns, man I'm on another planet Running circles around these actors, I'm the ringmaster of Saturn If you ain't with the trends, then you become unpopular Bunch of copyright copycats, worser than copyists Bopping on what's ever hot with the blogs and the gossipers I'm old school, I stay on point like a pencil sharpener If they pimpin' butterflies, then protect your cocoon Man, it's all in your mind, or what you can see Cause every day is precious, time is of the essence Get yours, don't worry about the other successes Hip-hop is the art, this is a sketch of my message It's layers to shit, so build up your tetris From soul music, to insecure gold music Shit, now, we even got some pole music People with the dopest rhymes, they get overlooked People with the dopest lies, they get overbooked uh. You can never leave behind What got you through the struggle or what got you through the grind It's on the rise, through the store and I can feel it It's slowly coming back to the core of good music Back when legends was spitting, the shit was different It wasn't debates, if a bar was actually written I'ma be creative, super innovative I promise when I make it, I will never leave the basics Never leave behind What got you through the struggle Or what got you through the grind It's on the rise Through the store And I can feel it It's slowly coming back to the core Of good music Back when legends was spitting The shit was different It wasn't debates If a bar was actually written I'ma be creative Super innovative I promise when I make it I will never leave the basics Jay Kirk and Rule of Y We always gon' provide The sounds you can't deny uh, Man, open up your eyes